Good morning, everyone. We're looking at the love of God in Second Peter chapter 1. And I'll just read those verses again. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. <coughs> and to virtue, <coughs> knowledge, excuse me. And to knowledge, temperance. And to temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. We're now considering producing in our patience godliness, or in our endurance, godliness. Godliness being the fruit of patience, God-likeness, God-fearingness, a life well-pleasing to God, and that which rightly represents him. So we have a solid foundation of faith. In that faith we're producing virtue and moral courage, that backbone of virtuous character and moral courage that withstands every assault, and out of that a desire to know what God wants from our lives through the revelation that he has given to us in his word, the Bible. As we discover his will, we yield ourselves to the indwelling Holy Spirit who enables us by the development of temperance to implement his will. As we progress in the knowledge of God's will and endeavour to obey it in our lives, we will come under attack and be exposed to severe trials often and will require endurance to continue. We've seen all these things. But as by his strength we continue and endure, the processes we've spoken of, having become part of our daily living, produce a godlike character as we live in, in the consciousness of being continually under his eye. So this godliness is part of the final purpose of this beautiful life our God is building in you and me as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I trust that any that have never yet trusted the Saviour will see the beauty of this life. Not just the fact that their sins are forgiven, that's wonderful and blessed and absolutely essential. And not only the prospect of having a heaven and home to look forward to when we leave this world, but producing in these lives of ours that which is well-pleasing to God and a blessing to others. I hope you're just grasping something of the intense loveliness of a life lived in fellowship with the living God. In one sense, each of the steps of this journey that we've been looking at uh, that are <clears throat> destined to completion are beautiful and really precious in themselves individually. However, they're not intended to be an end in themselves, but each of them developing one out of the other and working together as the means to the end of godliness. We're coming to the apex, we're coming to the, the top stone, if you like, of the whole purpose of this building that God is doing in those who will allow him so to do. It's rather like stepping stones which are essential in order to get to the other side of the river and to realise the fruit and incredible blessings on the other side. It's absolutely essential. You can't just jump from one side to the other. There have to be stepping stones and these are the things that God 
has provided and will develop in us if we allow him so to do. So what God has in mind isn't just faith, moral courage, knowledge, temperance and endurance, much as those things are really beautiful qualities and virtues. No, no, something far, far more important and wonderful. Those things are just the preparation, the building blocks, the preparatory steps essential to the production of the reflected character of our God in you and me. That's godliness. It's a reflected, it's, a, it's like the moon doesn't have any light in itself. Uh, it's a reflector for the sun in the darkness of the night. So here we are. And godliness really is Christ. You remember the scripture says, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh and so on and received up in glory. The Lord Jesus is the epitome. He is the manifestation of God. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, who is ever in the bosom of the Father, he has made him known. And the wonderful thing is that you and I, in a lesser sense, of course, and in an imperfect sense, we can show something of the character of our God. So what God is interested in <coughs> is bringing us through these steps <coughs> in order to produce people like his own precious son. Do you remember the old chorus? Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me, all his wondrous compassion and purity, and so on. So returning out to our analogy, this dogged determination and persistent endurance, no matter what, largely brings the construction of this building to its completion. So the physical structure is built, and we've learned an amazing amount on the journey. However, what comes next is the whole purpose of this expenditure of commitment, energy, determination, finance, and devotion, if you like. What we now have to do is the fitting out of the building in order for its original purpose to be realized. Otherwise, it would just be a shell, wouldn't it? We've got all the fundamentals in place, and we now need to equip it, fit it out with everything that will make it a home, fit for those who live in it and those that visit it, but preeminently for the benefit and the honour of its owner. So there's the reception rooms, the kitchen, the dining room, the bedrooms, the bathroom, the, uh, uh, the conservatory room, which has a 360-degree view, and finally, the garden. In order for this house to, be f to fully serve its purpose, need, there'll need to be lights and heating and decoration and furniture and carpets and pictures, etc., etc., etc. Primarily, this house is going to be where God lives, God's home. That's why before there can be any proper use of this house for the benefit of Christians, that's the next thing, isn't it? Brotherly love. Or the benefit of all, that's the top stone, the capstone, if you like, of it all, love. There must be a real, vital sense and evidence 
of its architect, builder and owner filling the house and home with his presence. I hope you get the the gist of that. The, the, I hope that really explains to you, as it has freshly to me today, really what godliness is. Years ago, a letter was sent to British Rail in Swindon. At the time, there were thousands of people employed there, and it was simply addressed to the Christian. What a silly thing to do. Or it would appear to have been silly. The amazing thing is, they knew who it was intended for, and it was delivered to him. What about your life? What about your heart? My life, my heart. Is it a place about which others can say, God lives there? What a question. God bless his word to you today.